When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You know, the majority of our show today has been a debate about Lamar versus Josh Allen. Oh, my God. Do you know that that actually stemmed from a debate about the Niners? If you think back, and hopefully people have been with us for three hours, four hours today... Smalls doesn't even know what I'm talking about no, right I now. Don't. You know what Smalls it's all about. Smalls looking at me like I have we, no idea. We never really know where you're going with this stuff. Good. Um, we're <laughs> like, I've done my job then. Co- my, my coach, who I played for, says, do your job. And by I played for, I mean in my head. Uh, I'm doing my job if you don't know what's happening. That's perfect. But if you think about it, we had this conversation. We're going to continue this conversation about the idea of the Niners because disrespect it feels like an insanely easy path in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. We talked about the pressure with the Niners, which led us to overall pressure with the quarterbacks. But let's get back to the Niners part of this, guys, because we have we look at this this weekend. They're playing the Packers. Great story. Young quarterback. Love is going to be a great player for them, potentially for the next decade, right? Yeah. They've yep. done it again. We think about the Lions. Unbelievable story. And Dan Campbell, the turnaround, many people, me included, thought, oh, this is just your high school gym teacher coaching football. Oh, boy, was I wrong about that one, right? <laughs> amazing. Todd Bowles, who noted yesterday that uh, Detroit is uh, a dome stadium, um, is bringing the Bucks into a cold weather environment indoors um, against the Lions this weekend on the year after Brady leaves them. Okay, they're 9-8. and eight. There's no Cowboys. There's no Eagles. There's no Rams who could be a thorn in the side maybe of the Niners, potentially, potentially in a playoff scenario. Smalls, the Niners' path is a you-better-get-there path. And it's direct. It's straight. You don't have to take left and right turns. You better get to the Super Bowl if you're San Francisco. It is linear, or it should be linear, that is. Two of those three teams that you mentioned, Evan, we didn't even think that they would be in this conversation. We were talking about the Packers. Are they going to be better this season without Aaron Rodgers? They just need to prove that the quarterback is the guy moving forward. They've more than done that. We didn't expect Baker Mayfield to be in this position. We thought he was going to be the bridge guy in a post-Tom Brady Bucks world, and he's been more than that they've been more than that but the we thought the Lions would be there but the entire season we have put the San Francisco 49ers on a different tier of competition we have said the 49ers and the Ravens have both been dominant this year when healthy specifically the 49ers when healthy part if you look at this group of three teams and you don't think that the 49ers is the best talent top to bottom I, I don't know. I just I think that they have the easiest path to get to the Super Bowl, or they should have the easiest path. And if they falter, we need to give them the exact same treatment that we gave the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. And then you also got to consider that their window is closing. Mm-hmm. Like, they think about it. Of the teams that are still left in the playoff field, both AFC and NFC, they probably have the smallest window. Think about what this team was when they had a couple of their key parts out of the lineup in the middle of the season. Yeah. They lost three games in a row. Trent Williams, Debo Samuel banged up amongst others. So they're more reliant on the health and productivity of the top-end talent that they have on their roster than any other team. And so I guess that would be the part to me 
where there's got to be pressure on him because you look at it and you say, how much longer can Trent Williams be the best offensive lineman in football? How, how much longer can George Kittle play at a Pro Bowl level? How much longer can Christian Caffrey be the best offensive player in the league? How much longer is Brandon Ayuk going to be around because of contract reasons? How much longer is Debo Samuel going to be able to stay healthy for large stretches of the season? Remember, Debo has only been healthy for one full season over the last five years. So I guess my whole point is this. If you're the 49ers, if you're Kyle Shanahan, if you're John Lynch, you have to capitalize on this window now because you know that once these guys get out of the hearts of their prime, you're going to worry about health and availability, but also productivity. I just don't know that their window extends much longer beyond this season. Brock Purdy has a cap hit of less than a million dollars. Wow. Right? Or around a million dollars. His dead cap hit over the next couple of years is $38,504. Think about that. It's the best deal in football. It's unreal. It's the best deal in football. Thirty and next year, if you were to get rid, or twenty twenty five, he's on the cap for one point one million. His dead cap hit, meaning if you get no, rid you're, of him, you're giving him a contract no. after next year, though. It's nineteen thousand dollars. But you're getting rid. Of, you're giving, I know. You're giving him a contract after next. I know, year. but yeah. that's why you have to do this now. And it is unbelievably unfair. What I am personally, I don't want to put this on you guys. You can join me on this if you'd like. What I am doing to the Green Bay Packers, who are an amazing story, Detroit Lions and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's unbelievably unfair to write them off when they're this deep into the playoffs. But I don't ever remember a team this good with this theoretically easy of a path to get to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, listen, they've got home field advantage throughout, right? That wasn't the case last year. You understand why they came up short. They had to go on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not an easy task. Like, we get that. And Brock Purdy got knocked out of that game relatively early. This year, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, your starters haven't played in three weeks. Like, you've had plenty of time to rest, recover, get guys ready to go. Before this game, and wait a minute. Now you just gave me the uh oh moment. Because now you just now you just took a, threw a curveball. Is, the, the, is the rest versus rust ridiculous thing that we always talk about? Now the curveball that you, you just you, threw you, into you this. You can't you can't use the concern about the rust when we were also concerned about their health and availability. Right? They needed the time to just get saying, healthy. We've been throwing fastballs. But, now you just threw a curveball. No, I got you. But you but, are also going up against the youngest playoff roster that the NFL has seen since 1974. But does, does the momentum that the Green Bay Packers have tip anything, in your opinion? I mean, you've been in this position. They're, they're young. They really have nothing to lose at this point. They have this momentum coming off a big postseason win, and the 49ers have been resting at home getting ready for this. Sure. I mean, what, what's it like when you're in that position? Well, I'll say this. When you have a young team that has that kind of unexpected success, you wonder whether or not they know how to follow that up Mm. with another solid performance, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill Parcells used to say this all the time. Don't take the cheese. Don't don't, don't take the cheese. They're putting out rat poison for you. Don't gobble it up. People are telling you how good you are. Jordan Love, you're the next one in line of Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Green Bay. All all of those trappings, that's all to set you up. That's all to fatten you up for when you go out there and get slaughtered. They're going to get you. So that is the one thing. Like I get it. You're worried about San Francisco maybe not being as sharp as you would expect them to be. But you also have to worry about Green Bay not being able to handle success that they've had because they are such a young team. Mm-hmm. So there's that part of it. But I guess with San Francisco, because they have so much history, because this team and this core of players has been around and has been doing this for a while, I, I just 
I don't know how concerned I am, how worried I am that they won't manage the downtime and not playing, you know, a game of consequence since week 17. If I was smart enough to be able to figure out the Slack channel we have here where you can like type into people and they get information to you, I have no idea how to do this stuff. I'm not that smart. Yeah. I do wonder, is this the least amount of wins that the final that the number one seed will have a chance to face leading into a Super Bowl? You're talking about a nine-win Tampa team, a nine-win Green Bay team, and then, of course, a 12-win uh, Lions team. But could you – I mean, they may face two nine-win teams yeah. in a 17-game schedule. So maybe win percentage, lowest win percentage, because obviously less game, or yeah, yeah, less games yeah, previously. I got, I got what you're saying. Yeah. But think about that. If Tampa upsets Detroit, San Francisco would then have a nine-win team and a nine-win team before the Super Bowl. Which is why I'm wondering if they do fall short, if why? if we aren't going to have more conversations about Kyle Shanahan. Go ahead. I mean, I'm not saying that he deserves to be fired. Let me make that clear. I'm just bringing up the conversation points, America. Mm-hmm. He has a reputation for falling short in the postseason, for not being able to punch the ticket and win the Super he Bowl. He ain't going to never get past that 28-3, to three, is he? Until he wins one. What a shame. The, 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 he ain't going to never get I mean, like until on. he gets a Super Bowl, that's and he wasn't even the damn head coach. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That was an all-time meltdown. Come on. It's How am a- I going to feel about that if Belichick becomes the coach of the Falcons and I front run with him? Am I happy about twenty-eight-three or sad about twenty-eight-three? Anyway, no, go because ahead. your fandom starts from day one. Got it. Okay, so that's not part of your good history. clarification. Not Thank you. It's not on my resume. It's not on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on my top line. That's right. Week week one is is day Got one it. for you. Got it. There okay. Go. Thank you. But you know what? I'm, so there's already this conversation about Kyle Shanahan and the postseason. And you have all of this talent. You're healthy. You've got the rest. You're at home. The opposition on paper doesn't look like it should be too difficult for you. We do the same thing with Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Why wouldn't we hand the San Francisco 49ers the same treatment? Do they deserve the same treatment? Just questions I'm posing. So Kyle Shanahan with the Niners has been there for seven years. Uh, One, two, three, four. I, I think seven years has been to the playoffs, including this year, four times. In those appearances, so he went six and ten, four and twelve, then thirteen and three, goes to the Super Bowl, loses to the Chiefs, lead in the fourth quarter. Okay, comes back the year after that. We know that all they've uh, had the quarterback injuries. Uh, six and ten doesn't make the playoffs. Ten and seven, NFC Championship game, lost to the Rams the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, thirteen and four last year got destroyed in the NFC Championship game to the Eagles, but a depleted football team. Yeah. So I don't think that anyone would ever look at Kyle Shanahan as a coach that you wouldn't want. If Kyle Shanahan became a free agent, let's do actually let's do it this way. If Kyle Shanahan became a free agent right now, is he ahead of Rabel, Belichick, Carroll, and well no Tomlin's not there, but is he ahead of those and Harbaugh as the best available head coaching option? Not Harbaugh to me. You know what? Think about that. I don't, I, here's here's the thing. I, I would probably say yes. I would lean towards saying yes. And here's what I was just thinking about as you were talking, Ev. If the 49ers fall short, this ain't going to stick on Kyle Shanahan. It's going to be on one or two people, or it might be on a combination of the two. John Lynch and Brock Purdy. If they don't have success in the postseason this year, everybody is going to look at John Lynch and Brock Purdy as to the reason why. Wow. Like, all of a sudden, we got to wonder if Brock Purdy is the right quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers to get them where they're going to go. Remember, this was a guy that was Mr. Irrelevant. He's looked great, but how much of that is the product of the players around him? How much of that is a product of Kyle Shanahan's scheme? Remember how bad Brock Purdy was in that three-game stretch? 
where the San Francisco 49ers lost, no Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel. It all of a sudden shifts, and the pressure and the criticism goes toward Brock Purdy and John Lynch. It doesn't stick on Kyle Shanahan. I don't think it will. Even if they lose to the Green Bay Packers on Saturday, which I don't think is going to happen, that will fall on Brock Purdy before it falls on Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to tell you, it falls on Kyle Shanahan. You know why? Because ESPN Radio's national morning show has three hosts, and one of the hosts just told us that she's going to do that. No, I just posed the (laughs) question. I know, but you are fairly leading us down that path, Smalls, where you are right to bring up the narrative. No, at no point did you say termination, nope. hot seat to get fired. No, nope. simply the narrative of Kyle Shanahan, elite level head coach, but he's also the guy that was the offensive coordinator twenty eight three. Also, the guy that had a Super Bowl lead with the Chiefs, and also the guy that didn't get to the Super Bowl when potentially facing two nine win teams. Real quick, so going back to twenty eight three, Matt Ryan was in an MVP season and yep. hasn't played anywhere like it since then or prior to then. I mean, do we look at that as a product of Kyle Shanahan coming up short or maybe him, Kyle Shanahan, making the expectations higher than they should have been based on the quarterback that he was working with? Like, think about it. Like, he had Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo was a throwaway from winning the Super Bowl. Now Brock Purdy, a guy that was a pick away from being undrafted, is now a quarterback in a team in the postseason with the expectation that they will be in the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy was at, at the top of the MVP conversation going into the final month of the season. So I guess I, I, if they do come up short, I think people revert back to the previous biases that they had about those players more so than Kyle Shanahan. Just a counter. We're having those same conversations about Mike McCarthy, who has won a Super Bowl, who this season had great success with Dak. Dak looked like a different version of himself because of the chemistry that he had with Mike McCarthy. Yet we're talking about him getting fired because the Packers beat them. Mike McCarthy has more wins in the regular season in the last three years than Kyle Shanahan does and less, way worse postseason success. But if you're talking about the regular season, the last three years, which were Shanahan's best three years outside of the one that obviously went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. regular season-wise, Mike McCarthy with more wins by one than Kyle Shanahan. It is a fair comp to just, again, we're talking narrative. In no way, shape, or form are any of us saying that Kyle Shanahan would be bounced by San Francisco. Yeah. It's, just, it's just to paint the picture yeah. of how clear this path seems to be for the Niners to get to the Super Bowl. And I, and I also don't think anybody would think that if you, you had your choice, if Kyle Shanahan has his choice of Dak Prescott or, or Brock Purdy, I don't, I don't think that Brock Purdy is a better player than Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that. Like, I, I don't think that's the case. You know what I mean? So I know it's a hypothetical. We would never be able to prove it, but I have a hard time believing that the San Francisco 49ers would not be in this exact same position or better if Dak was their quarterback versus Brock Purdy. Right. I think Brock Purdy's pretty perfect for them, though, is what we've seen, thanks to his coaching. You know, you have to give Kyle Shanahan credit for that. All right, we talk about a team that has pressure. Which QB has more pressure coming into this weekend? We will get to that next. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Flashback. Josh Allen can no longer be considered an elite quarterback. I mean, it's Joe Burrow, it's Pat Mahomes, and then it's the next tier. Josh Allen is not with those other two guys at the top of the quarterback pantheon. He's just not. He's not even in the second tier. At what point are we going to acknowledge what is right there in front of us? There is not a quarterback in this league that is considered on a higher level than Josh Allen that is more overrated. I agree with him. Oh, that was me. We are on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So we have been debating Lamar versus Josh Allen in terms of pressure. Let me throw one wrinkle into this before we get back to that debate, and you guys can join us at 8 at 8, say ESPN. Love a wrinkle. Let's go. Yeah. Um, who's third? If those two are one and two in whatever order. Who's going one in, and two? No, Josh Allen and Lamar are, are one and two for this weekend okay. and in the playoffs. Who's the third ranking person in terms of pressure? Ooh, under pressure. Oh, doesn't it have to be Brock Purdy? Based on the conversation we just had about the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I think their, it, I think it does have to, to be Super Brock. Bowl, yeah. The fact that the window is closing. Yeah, I think it has to be Brock. I wanted to say Jared Goff, but it's really not. No. Like he exercised that demon by beating Matt Stafford head-to-head, first home playoff game for the Lions in over three decades. It is a successful season for them. They were not in the playoffs last year. So we are, I don't even know if there's a fourth person on the list for well, pressure. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing, though. We are then going to say that a guy that it has his sights on Brady, greatest of all time, has a free pass year in the prime of his career. That Patrick Mahomes has – this is unheard of. I don't remember the last time a quarterback this good and this accomplished – has had a free pass postseason this deep into the postseason. What we're saying is, if you don't think that he's first, second, third, or maybe even fourth, it does not matter what this guy does in the postseason. Is that what we are saying? Because if we are, based on your logic of pressure is a compliment, this is an immense insult to this guy. I get what you're trying to spin here, but he can't throw the ball and catch it too. Uh, I'm not going to put no that spin, on. There's no spin, Giselle. What I'm saying to you is, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, using, no. this is not spin. You, your points have been great in terms of. Thank you. No, I'm saying in terms <laughs> of the Lamar thing, we are complimenting him by acknowledging pressure. 
if this were Tom Brady in the prime of his career, if this were Peyton Manning, if this were Aaron Rodgers, we wouldn't look at it this Maybe way. Maybe I am being a little disrespectful then to Patrick Mahomes. I think you are. I'm sorry, Patrick. I think you're outstanding. But I don't think – I have been telling you all season I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are that good. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised they're even at this point. I, I just don't see it from this team this year where I do with the Baltimore Ravens. I do with the San Francisco 49ers. Therefore, because of what I've seen from not only – Lamar and Brock Purdy, but their team as a whole, I expect them to have a, a clear-cut path to the Super Bowl. Therefore, they have pressure. It really has nothing to do with what I think about Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. He's outrageously amazing. I just don't think his team is in a position to compete the way that they have in years past. Yeah, the offensive line is not as good as it once was. The skill position players aren't as good as they once were. The receivers, certainly, they led the league in drops. And Travis Kelsey ain't the same player that we've seen over the last five or six years. Now, I'm not going to blame Taylor Swift for that. I think Tal- he's just getting to the tail end of his prime. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand why there's not as much pressure on Pat Mahomes this year. Like Again, I think that it's set up for other teams, other quarterbacks, to make a deep playoff run. And if those guys don't get it done – I think we're looking at them a little more sideways than we would at Pat Mahomes because there is no question about Pat Mahomes' greatness. Like, we know how good he is as a quarterback. We saw it in the wild card game against the Dolphins, and we've seen it since he took over the starting job in 2018. There's no question about how good he is. And so I think that's the part that insulates him from any type of criticism or any noise when it comes to pressure in the conversation we're having. So I I just had a thought, guys. We've been talking about the Green Bay Packers and how dangerous they are because they're young. They have exceeded expectations. It just feels like they're relieved of a lot of the pressures that some of these other teams have right now. Does that make the Kansas City Chiefs crazy dangerous? The fact that we're talking about the the fact that we don't think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have the same expectations on them. Yeah, I mean, are we going to sit here? me specifically, who's been negative on the Chiefs all season long, and be like, I am such an idiot that I doubted this man. I'm, I'm, I'm such you. an idiot that in, in Patrick Mahomes' prime with Andy Reid, with uh, Steve Spagnuolo defense, with Travis Kelsey, on the, regardless of everything else, am I, am I the one that's going to be putting 100 bucks in the jar or whatever I said I would do? No, we, we might all be right there because I think everybody wrote the Kansas City Chiefs off as a team that's probably not a title contender. But in looking at it, if if going into that game on Sunday, if the Chiefs lose to the Buffalo Bills, I don't think anybody bats an eyelash. That's not a knock on Andy Reid or Pat Mahomes' resume. I mean, we know how great they are. Conversely, if Josh Allen loses that game, that that becomes another hit, another black mark against him. And I just, I don't, like, that's the part. Like, I think Josh Allen in, in the Bills, in a lot of respects, are still fighting for that validation mm-hmm. of who they are as a perennial title contender. And Josh Allen, as one of the best, very best players at the position in the sport, if, if, if they lose that game, I think the perception around them changes. The perception around their season changes. I don't think anybody changes how we look at the Kansas City Chiefs. We just say this is a gap year in the greatness of Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid's dynastic run. Yeah, I don't know that you necessarily get gap years as a compliment when you're that good, but it's amazing. The comparison for this year's Chiefs are the 2006 Patriots. Let me explain. This is Patrick Mahomes, sixth year as a starter, seventh year in the league. Mm -hmm. Okay, In Tom Brady's sixth year as a starter, seventh year in the league, the 2006 Patriots – Went and went to, went to the AFC Championship game. They lost to the Colts. His receivers that year were Doug Gabriel, Rache Caldwell, and an aging Troy Brown. Ha! Okay? 
It is literally the same thing. Wow. It's un- they, they're at the same, and they both had won multiple Super Bowls at that point. MVP, the whole deal. This is the 2006 Patriots all over again, where actually that year, retroactively, I don't remember how he felt in the, in the moment, but that year retroactively was looked at with Brady as his 2007 LeBron year. Of, you got to the finals? You got to the AFC title with those guys? Yeah. And I think Mahomes has a chance to get there, and we will look back at this year. By the way, the next year is when they spent, got Moss, and then went undefeated. I think we'll look back at this year and say about and Mahomes. Wait, and yeah. then what happened? Oh, And then they lost. Okay, I just want to make sure that you added that in there. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so then... We're going to look at this as a compliment to Mahomes this no, year. No, you're, you're probably right, and here's what I'll say. Going into this game on Sunday, I, there is every expectation. Well, let me say it differently. All the pressure to win this game is on the Buffalo Bills. Right. All the pressure. Just I would, like they went to Carson Manning that year. I I'm all scared, the pressure yeah. is on them to win. I would be surprised if they do. That that, that like I guess that's I'm the, scared now. That, that's <laughs> the, that, that's what I attribute. Look, that, that that's what it is though. It's like there is one that you know you saying you should win. You got home field advantage. You got what everybody says is an elite quarterback. Your defense is getting getting better. Like as you should win this football game. I just don't think that they will. I don't. And I pro- that's probably the biggest knock on Josh Allen, why there should be more pressure on him than anybody else in the playoffs. But then there's also that greatness of Pat Mahomes that's baked in there as well. Coming up, respect it or check it. Next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Respect it or check it. On Unsportsmanlike. It is time to replay Respect It or Check It here on Unsportsmanlike alongside Super Bowl champ Chris Canty and Evan Cohen. I'm Michelle Smallman. All right, guys, are we ready to go? Let's do it. First one Respect It or Check It. Josh Allen can win the Bills a Super Bowl. I'm going to respect it. I know that we've been criticizing Josh Allen, but Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, seems to get it. Like, since. Week 11, when he took over, no team has more rushing attempts. No team has more rushing first downs than the Buffalo Bills. Of course, we know Josh Allen can be a focal point in that regard as well as in the passing game. So as long as they limit the opportunities for turnover-worthy plays, 
then I could absolutely see a world where Josh Allen can get them to a Super Bowl. And if you're in it, then you got a chance to win it. I'm going to check it for this reason. I'm supposed to believe that against – here's how I'm projecting it out. Bold statements here. Against Kansas City, Baltimore, and then San Francisco, he's not going to have a typical Josh Allen game where he turns the ball over too much. I'm supposed to believe he's going to do that three times in a row where it's going to be two touchdowns, no picks, no fumbles, whatever it is. I can't do that. So he can prove me wrong. We can have egg on the face, literally. That's fine. But until that happens, I got to check it. Literally meaning you will put egg on your face? Well, I see. See, volunteered us. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. If Josh, if Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl, we'll put the glasses on and we'll smash egg in our faces. Yes, I'm in for that one. Yes, hard boiled. <laughs> no, it's got to have the yolk oh, and stuff. Hard boiled eggs are disgusting. It's got to have the yolk. And really? Stuff. Not a, if you eat just the, the outside, not the yolk part. The, the all of it's disgusting. The oh. smell, the texture. I'm with you on that Ew. one. I'm, I'm, all, I'm out on that. So I'm out, out on, on that. hard-boiled eggs. All right, next one. Speaking of Josh Allen and the Bills, respect it or check it, the 76ers are the Bills of the NBA. Check it. I'm going to tell you check why. Check gonna... it. I mean, Joel Embiid is an MVP, right? Like, that's not Josh Allen. So, Joel Embiid, like, he's proven that he is one of the best players in the league. He can be a top five player on any given night and the best guy on the floor. He was certainly last night going head-to-head against Nikola Jokic, the guy that won the MVPs before him. So, no, it's not the same thing. And the, you're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers having a coach that actually won a championship. Sean McDermott has accomplished nothing. Which is why, actually, it makes sense to look at them as the Cowboys. Mm. Haven't been to the conference finals in forever. Has a ch- coach that went to a championship. Still needs to be to get to the conference championship or conference finals. Although I think Embiid and Lamar, if you're going to do the cross-sport comparison, have a lot of similarities. Yes. They both have that top-line thing on the resume. They both been MVPs. We are going to look at them potentially as a two-time MVP this year. But in terms of the team success, they need to do more. Um, they and, haven't gotten to the championship rounds. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. think that, that's it's, it's either the Cowboys or the Ravens. I don't see it. The Bills got the Bills as a team have done better like comparatively than the Sixers have done recently because they got to the conference championship a few years ago. Fair. Yeah, totally. Got their doors blown off, though. But they were there. They were there. They were there. Uh, Let's keep it moving. Respect it or check it. I love this one. Jordan Love will upset the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I got to check it. I just think youth is going to show up at some point, and I think it's going to be against the best roster in the NFC. I mean, listen, this is the youngest playoff team in the NFL, it's the youngest playoff team that the league has seen since 1974. How they handle success is going to matter. I just don't see them being able to go on the road and beat San Francisco. I'm going to check it, but I want to play out the other side just for a second because you said what you said, and there's no need for me to add to that, but let me play out the other side. Imagine if the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. Jordan Love would tie the amount of Super Bowl wins for Rodgers and Favre. I would, I would go. Think about that. I, for I, a would, I would go a step further. If they win the Super Bowl this year, it will be more impressive than when Aaron Rodgers went on a wild card run and won the Super Bowl. Because he had years to replace Favre. This is the first year. This is year him. one. Right. That was year two of replacing. No, he won it in 2010. He replaced Favre in 2008. So yeah, multiple years. I. Th- this is the thing we talk about the Packers. It, it would be more impressive no, than yeah. Aaron Rodgers' run to the Super Bowl. We talk about the Packers, rightfully so, as having this thirty to forty year run of elite first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback play. So he they, only got two Super, but Bowl they only wins. have two Super Bowl wins. That's wild, and that's the crazy part about Jordan Love is that his first one equals those other two. That is crazy to think. Like I, that is if if listen if he does it, and I know this is a big if. If he does it, 
we're now living in a world where the expectation is his legacy usurping Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Imagine how you think, think about that. Like if he you, if he wins it all in year one as the starter, the expectation is that he's going to get back to and win another one. It's one of these weird of things. Of course, we would put like, him right like, there. Like, like, that's what I'm Why saying. wouldn't we? That like, young like, team, they're going to grow together. Think about, think about that. That is wild. Also, think I about would it. love that for Jordan Love, though. Oh. I would absolutely love. Ladies love Cool J. I would love that for Can Jordan Love. Yes, I would love that for him. But imagine being a Jets fan, by the way. And the mm. green, no thanks. The green, yeah, it's a bad thought. But the Green Bay Packers win a Super Bowl in year one of Jordan Love, yeah. and you had all of this drama and mess when you got Aaron Rodgers. It's one of those weird things, like Jordan Love could finish with more Super Bowl, we're projecting, obviously, more Super Bowl wins than Rodgers or Favre, theoretically, if he gets two, which he hasn't gotten even close to one. It, those there are those things in sports, you're like, wait, what? Like, Roy Williams has more titles for North Carolina than Dean Smith does. Like, what? <laughs> what? How is that even po- Like, I don't get that. Yeah. I thought Dean Smith was... Like, you think about Favre and Rodgers in a way like, oh, they must have like five titles. No, they each have one. That's it. And Favre got to two and Rodgers only got to one. So if we play out the opposite here, it's one of those weird things that like, wait, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, and Brett Favre are all equal in touch and Super Bowls? What? That would be wild. It's weird. It'd be wild. All right, next one. Respect it or check it. The Chargers is the best landing spot for Jim Harbaugh. Ooh, I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it. I think the best landing spot for Jim Harbaugh is staying right there in Michigan. Just stay where you're at. The Chargers as an organization, I, I just don't buy into. They, they've had decent head coaches. They just haven't been able to have success. They've had really good quarterbacks. They haven't been able to have success. I think it's much more of a systemic issue. It's more of an organizational problem. I don't know that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the difference between this team winning a Super Bowl and being what they are now. I just don't see it. I'm respecting it, although I am enamored by the idea, even though I've suggested them to Carolina. I'm, I'm enamored by the idea if they don't get Harbaugh, Pete Carroll in L.A. I like that idea a lot, but not as much as I like Jim Harbaugh. I, I respect it. I want to see him with Justin Herbert. I think that'd be great for all involved. Do you think they're going to win a Super Bowl? I think they could. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. He's that good. The Chargers winning a Super Bowl wouldn't surprise you. No, Harbaugh winning a Super Bowl. No, no, no. no. You can't say the best landing spot is the Chargers to say, oh, I wouldn't be. The Chargers winning a Super Bowl wouldn't surprise you. With him, yeah. I want him to go to Washington. I think he'd be amazing with the Commanders. Next, respect it or check it. Bill Belichick, Evan, you go first on this one. Coaching the Falcons is underwhelming. No, Bill Belichick, check it. Anywhere he is is overwhelming. I can't wait. Can't wait. Him in Carolina? Let's Overwhelming? Go. Oh, he's been a big Tepper guy. <laughs> okay, now the voice of reason, Chris Canty. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to respect it. It would be underwhelming. I, I just think that Belichick deserves an opportunity at this stage in his career to compete for championships. I don't want to just see him going out chasing Don Shula's all-time wins record. If he's not competing for championships, what are we doing? You've, you've been to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. As somebody that's won a championship, all you want to do is continue to compete for championships. I don't want to see him in football purgatory in a team that doesn't mean anything once we get to the playoffs. Okay, realistically, in all seriousness, to counter that, you don't find it at all curious the why behind both Belichick and Harbaugh are known interviewees with the Falcons. You don't think there's something more with that job than maybe we're missing, or maybe Belichick knows I can get a quarterback. Here's the quarterback I can get because everything else is really good here. Like, we've seen this a couple of times recently. We saw it when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, like – he saw Tim Tebow lead them to the playoffs, and he's like, oh, yeah, those guys are really good. And if I'm with those guys, that could be interesting. We thought that with Aaron Rodgers going to the Broncos didn't happen. We thought that with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, right? Like, oh, I'm the guy that could make the rest of these guys really good. 
I do. I don't know who the quarterback is, but I do wonder why both of those guys are interested in that job. That's why it's intriguing. Like I personally feel like I'm missing something with that. Well, you know what? I feel like this is akin to these coaches sitting down with prospects coming out in the NFL draft. You know you're not going to draft all of them, but you want to get as much information, as many data points as you can because they could potentially help you where you go. Like having that information, having that insight, knowing how the Atlanta Falcons work, knowing how the L.A. Chargers work, knowing their personnel. Like that information could prove valuable depending on where you land. So I just I, that's how I look at it. It's more of a fact-finding thing. And then beyond that, just making sure that you have all possible options on the table when it comes to where your next stop is as a head coach. It's hard to say that you're going to do that if you're publicly declining interviews to the Atlanta Falcons or to the L.A. Chargers. Let's wrap it up with this one, guys. Respect it or check it. The Eagles are closer to a Super Bowl than the Cowboys. Respect it. I respect it. What is it, 27 years and counting since the Cowboys have been to a conference championship game? I just, listen, man, the Eagles have had more success as an organization in recent memory, and there's something to be said for that. And I know that there's a stink on this team right now. That's what happens when you lose six of your final seven games and you get bounced uh, by the Buccaneers in the wild card game that really wasn't competitive. But they were in the Super Bowl last year. They won the whole damn thing in 2017. Now, I get it, that's across two different coaches, but the organization is still largely the same. There are still some key ingredients that are a part of that team. So I just look at that team, the cap space that they're going to have, around $30 million bucks, the draft picks that they're going to have, which is nine, versus the Cowboys, who have no cap space, who only have five draft picks, and they don't have necessarily a culture that's lent itself to them having success when you get to the championship rounds. Yeah, I'm going to say that Philly is closer. Uh I'm going to add on one with no explanation. You just got to tell me respect it or check it. Respect it or check it. You are surprised that we are one day after and the Eagles and Cowboys, both of the same coaches as they did yesterday. Respect it. Respect it. Coming up, Canty's best bet, plus our unsportsmanlike moment of the day. But first, CeCe has this from Granger. Oh, yes. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look.
realize something with our most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Canty's best bet is actually the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day because he always gets it wrong. Yeah, but so it actually the, fits. But, but here's the great part about last night. We prefaced it this and we said life. to fade my best bet. So if you faded me and I had Nikola Jokic getting a triple-double and the wrong. Nuggets plus three and a half, wrong. both were wrong. But I said you should fade me and take that. the Sixers lay in the three and a half, and go with Jokic not getting a triple-double, and you would have made money last night. So all I'm simply saying, because I've been so cold in 2024, because I haven't won a single best bet, a (laughs) single play of the night, all of my plays of the night just go the opposite way, and you're going to make some money. So we're going to keep with it tonight, going back to the association and Javante Lawrence, our board op, is not going to like this. But the Detroit Pistons are playing. Detroit. So how could so I stay away from that, right? That's as close to a sure thing as you're going to get. So I am going with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I am going to lay the 12 and a half points. And I'm going Anthony Edwards under 28 and a half points. Because I don't think Anthony Edwards is going to play the entire game. I think he's going to sit somewhere midway through the third quarter. And that's going to be his night. So I'm going to go under 28 and a half for Anthony Edwards. And the Minnesota Timberwolves laying 12 and a half points. And that pays out at plus 258. So for those of you out there, if you're going to fade it, that means you're taking the Pistons plus 12 and a half points. And you're saying that Anthony Edwards is going to go over 28 and a half points. I don't envision either one of those things happening, but I've been so cold, I'm probably going to be wrong with that. (laughs) So, that is my play of the day. I know it's convoluted, but follow me here. You'll make some money. All right, time now for our unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Something weird, something funny, something quirky that we find over the last 24 hours or so in sports. Now, I believe this is Indiana State University, if I'm not mistaken, on this video. And it has nothing to do with Larry Bird, who, of course, is the most famous Indiana State alum. They had a putting contest during their game on a basketball court last night for $10,000, okay? College students, $10,000, and a senior, um, Cam, I, I can't even see the last name. Hold on a second here. What's it, Harden, maybe? Harden, yeah. Yeah, it looks like. Um, well, uh, they went crazy because he hit a full-court putt to win $10,000 as a college student. Think about that. A full court putt. Do you play golf? Yes, I do. And Could I'm, you imagine I'm, hitting a full court putt? No. Well, I don't I don't imagine that it would be as hard to do it on a basketball court as it would on a putting green because Oh, I basket- think it's harder. It slips all the, over the place, the court no? It's flat. Well, I understand that part of it. <laughs> like, uh, so if you hit it straight, it's going to go but in. it's way more slippery, no? Uh, yeah, it's wait, a long let's, let's bring well, depend, Pat in depends on, on this. depends on what golf course you're playing. Well, okay, let's, <laughs> let's bring Pat Costello, our producer, who is a big golfer here. Pat, is it harder or easier to putt on a basketball court than it is on a golf course? It is much harder to putt on a basketball court than a golf course. Because? Uh, if you put even the slightest amount of accidental spin on it, the ball is going to miss by like 10 feet. Uh, it's really fast, like you said. It's really slick, and it doesn't. It's not perfectly flat. Like a basketball court is mostly flat, but you know, there's a crowd what? on a basketball court. What are we in the a, What are we right, in the center field right, for the Astros right, back in the day? Where there's right, a hill. There's not, there's not like a mound. Texas Stadium. You, you've never what stepped on a basketball about? court and it's like bent bends a little bit. There's give on a basketball court and like wait, wait give give is one give thing. Is one thing. I don't know that there's a crown on a basketball. I didn't court. say that. I just said that. No, it's you not, said it's, it's not perfectly flat. flat. It's, it's got to be. You just flat. said the court is not flat. 
Do you remember, by the way, how stupid was it? The Astros back in the day when they had the hill in center field? Uh, what kind of moron put that in place? I don't know. That was the best. I love that hill. I remember there was a hill so in center field. It was I, awesome. I remember when I was playing for the Cowboys, it was the old Texas Stadium. You'd be on one sideline, you look across at the other team, and all you could see is guys from the waist up because there was that much crown in the middle of the field. Like, I was just Pat telling me that a basketball plat court, basketball court, is not completely flat is just crazy to me. I just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get that. You've been hanging out with Kyrie Irving? I I don't don't get it. Guarantee you could put a golf ball down on a basketball court and it would start moving by itself. But if you put a basketball, that's weight, isn't it? What do you mean weight? I'm saying like the size of a basketball. I don't know. I'm not smart. If you put a a golf ball on a court, you place it completely still, you're saying that the ball is going to start moving on its own? It could. Because the, because the so court Mike is not Brown. level? So Mike Brown. <sighs> I, I don't understand. You guys know it. that Nuno loves UNC basketball but hates Michael Jordan? Uh, Wait, what? Boy, I love they both deflect from each other. Do you notice that? Hold on. They're both trying to lead a different way. Hold on. That might be I'm the... I'm so confused Wait, right wait, 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 wait. The that... basketball court is round and the earth is flat. I but don't know what's happening. You guys are missing... <laughs> that might be the most unsportsmanlike thing of the day. Nuno Why? loves UNC basketball but hates Michael Jordan? Yes, because... Michael Jordan caused a lot of pain for me as a child. Right, it, you, it, you hate the yes. Bulls version. Yes, of Yes, exactly. Yeah, as a Knicks fan. Yeah, but if you went, if you love North Carolina, you cannot hate Michael Jordan. No, but you can. No, because they <laughs> it impacts cool, your professional team. Yes, it does. I will say Michael Jordan's worst. So, who's your favorite player from UNC, Nuno? So I started like watching them when we were joking during the break, like King Rice and Dante. I like, I love Dante Calabria, uh, you know, J.R. Reed, like those, like that's what I grew up. But I really enjoy that. Derek Phelps, George uh, Brian, Lynch, Brian Reese, George Lynch. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's Eric. get to Mike Brown. Thanks. <laughs> so Pat's going to get punched in the face probably today because he's fought me on everything, even though he's agreed on like everything I've said he's agreed with, but he keeps fighting me, and I'm just going to punch him in the face. In Tension. Tension. Okay. Tension. I'm glad we showed this video, but I want to be clear. Somehow the video, and we will get to Mike Brown, but somehow the video that we showed of a student winning $10,000 for a full court putt, which is really the theme, somehow resulted in us saying basketball courts are not flat and North Carolina fans shouldn't like Michael Jordan if they're also Knicks fans. Got it. Okay. So Mike Brown uh, got fined the other night because he brought the laptop to the press conference to complain about officials. This is the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. Gets fined $50,000. And yesterday he met with the media and said that the 50 k out of his pocket is really screwing up his family's plans here. The fine is what it is. Uh, my partner, Rochelle, she's upset with me because, uh, you know, I was going to splurge and take them skiing. Sacramento's a great place. The city's unbelievable. It's uh, close to Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. And so anybody gets a chance to visit Sacramento, you should. Lake Tahoe's in great proximity, but we were going to stay at the Ritz-Carlton in uh, North Lake, on the north side of Lake Tahoe. And we are going to splurge a little bit for all-star break, go skiing. Uh, I was going to take my grandson skiing, and, but I called her and told her we probably won't be able to do it today unless the Ritz-Carlton, which is a terrific place, gives me a discount. Javante? (laughs) That is the biggest humble brag of all time. I mean, like $50,000 as a vacation, but it's not really a vacation. That's just a weekend getaway during All-Star break. Like that, that's what we're spending on weekend family getaways in the Brown household. Wow. Must be nice. Must be nice. I just felt really old because Mike Brown doesn't feel much older than me. 
And he has grandkids already? Oy, oy, oy. I'm old. Greeny coming up next. We are on to Greeny on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.